Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX and I'm joined by the Thunderstick, the one and only vice mayor of PHNX, Jesse Friedman. Derek, how are you, sir? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm still recovering a little bit from our D-backs after dark last night. I do not do well. When it comes to staying up late, Jesse, you know that, and I also still wake when, up. When was the last time you've? When was the last time you stayed up that late, Derek? Is oh, that a, is that a once a once Jesse, a month sort of deal for you? How, how bad talk was to that? You about these kind of things, I uh, I do things all the time. I stay up late all the time. I went to a rap concert last week that I stayed up this late. So it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that I'm good at it. It just I, I do it. I just I hate it. I just hate it. I hate staying up that late. I'm not I'm not a night owl like the Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman, of course. But uh, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. It's my favorite app, of course. Um, And Jesse, of course, we don't want to talk too much about what happened yesterday with the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, and everything that happened in Game 3, but they did win a series against the San Francisco Giants for the first time in two years. So I think that's worth celebrating a little bit, don't you? Was that the first time in two years? I didn't catch that detail. My goodness. I guess that uh, makes sense. I mean, last year, last year, they won two games against them the entire season. So you're not likely to get a series win out of that. (laughs) Yeah. And they, uh, I think the last time they beat them actually was a sweep, if I'm not mistaken, in San Francisco. So, hey, at least, uh, at least they, they, they've, they've improved, right? That's one thing that we talked about on yesterday's show, uh, just the improvement um from last season right we talked about being 15 games above where they were at at the mid midway point um and now in their last 12 games at home at chase field they're seven and five which it doesn't really feel like they're seven and five right like that seems like a much better record over the last 12 at home than my memory serves yeah yeah i mean they've they've certainly held their own in in some of these home games the diamondbacks uh don't have a significant difference between their their performance at home and their performance on the road this year i don't believe so um it, yeah i mean they've they've had their ups and downs both at chase field and away from chase field um but yeah i mean this this series win was big for them and uh, like we were talking about last night, you got another shot here with the Rockies in for four games and then right. uh, heading to San Francisco for three games. There's some opportunity here to continue to gain ground. And that's really what we're looking for because we were a bit intimidated by this stretch. At least I was. I know you were a little bit more confident than I was, but uh, it's nice to see them at least get a win here against San Francisco. Uh, this is an important time to build confidence in their ability to beat these other teams in the National League West. Colorado is a very beatable team, obviously. They know that they can compete against them, and they've proven that they can win against the Giants team that was riddled with mistakes in this series. But that upcoming Rockies series, again, it's another case where we should see the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, hopefully get their 11th series win of the year. But who knows with the way they've been playing this season and the Rockies again, they're the Rockies are kind of like the diamondbacks too, where you just don't know from series to series, what you're going to get out of that team. As far as how competitive they are, they have played the Dodgers very tough this season, but then at other times have not looked very good. Yeah. The Rockies are definitely, uh, you know, they're, they're the type of team that is not, you know, that they, they are technically in last place currently, but they are better than most last place teams. Uh, no. around baseball they they definitely are not you know they're not way way far back 
um, especially, you know, from the Diamondbacks, there's like a difference there of a game or two. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, this is a Rockies team that is certainly good enough to compete with basically anyone. And that's just kind of the nature of this sport, right? Is, is really no matter, no matter which team you are, you always have a chance on any given night. I mean, that's just kind of how baseball is, right? We see the Orioles beat the Yankees from time to time. That sort of thing happens in this game. So, um, yeah, the Rockies are, you know, they're a formidable opponent and, uh, the Diamondbacks, uh, have a, have a chance to try to, uh, bury them a little bit more, a little bit more deeply um, in the basement of the NL West. So we'll we'll see if they're able to do that. What were we in that comparison? What were we in that scenario? Were were we involved in that scenario of the Yankees and Orioles, or are we just are the Rockies and the D-backs both Orioles? What are we going for here? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not a. I guess it's not really a perfect analogy for the situation, <laughs> well, but. But to the Yankees' <laughs> credit, they're the only team in baseball, like we talked about yesterday, that have a better uh, improved record than the Diamondbacks do. It's 17 uh, additional wins at the All-Star break versus the Diamondbacks' 15 additional wins. So I'm, I'm letting the metaphor stand. I'm, I'm with you. I'm on it. I'm, I'm, I like it. Um, but the Diamondbacks will be without Pavin Smith for the next six to eight weeks. He fractured his wrist in Reno, which just really sucks for him, man. Not only does it suck, but... When you yeah. were a part of the major league roster and you got sent down and then that incident happens in the minor leagues, does that just make it that much worse that it, than it happened? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm often, I, I'm often a big believer in fate, right? Like stuff just, it was meant to happen and it happened, but things are kind of a chaotic random series of events. And uh, I, 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 I could see being a little mad that you got sent down to the minor leagues and then you broke your wrist while you were down there. I, 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 I being an unreasonable person would be mad about that, but I know you're much more reasonable than I am. Well, that's fair. I am much more reasonable than you are. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but you're right. I mean, this is really unfortunate for, uh, for Paven Smith, just what's happened here over the last week. Um, I mean, I think, I, I think we talked about it the other day, the diamondbacks were, in a tough spot, uh, just trying to find him regular at bats, um, being a left-handed hitting outfielder who also plays first base. Those are positions where the Diamondbacks have a lot of depth as it is. And so they didn't really have a place for Paven Smith in the everyday lineup as long as he was struggling offensively like he was. Um, and so he goes down to Reno and, you know, it, it didn't take long for this to happen. So um, I believe the team is hopeful that he won't need any kind of surgery. So, there's good news on that front. Um, I think there's still imaging being done to confirm that. Um, but yeah, I think around six to eight weeks is is the time frame for him, which would land him back uh, with the team, you know, sometime in um, mid August, early September, um, somewhere in between those uh, those times. So um, hopefully he's back, and and I think there's a good chance we'll see him in the majors at some point this year. Speaking of being back, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks still don't have a few guys back. Uh, I mean, we talked obviously about the um, uh, the blood clot with Ian Kennedy. Uh, there's going to be some, you know, some movement on the roster and things like that for the Diamondbacks to kind of figure out who they can turn to uh, in the meanwhile. But uh, they do have the all-star break coming up in a week. And the all-star break obviously is going to give the Diamondbacks a little bit of time uh, some of their, like we talked about yesterday, some of their relievers that have been kind of taxed, uh, give them a little bit of a break. Doubtful that we'll see Joe Mantiply in the All-Star game, so he'll get a rest. 
uh, even though he deserves to be there, right? But, um, you know, taking a look yeah. at the All-Star game, uh, Jesse, actually, you put together your own All-Star ballot, or at least All-Star roster for him, who you feel should be. Is this is this starters in All-Star game? Is that what you were looking at, starting roster? Or is this just in general who you feel should be the top picks for All-Stars? Yeah, I mean, uh, the first round of the All-Star ballot, you're basically selecting the starters. I mean, you have one selection at each position. So, um, yeah, do we have that? Do we have that graphic? Can we yes, show, can we show all of my – there it is. There it is. Uh, yeah, so these are my, uh, these are my All-Star selections. And uh, I will say up front that um, I sort of updated this recently. So maybe when the first round of – the ballot was still happening. Maybe my selections would have been a little bit different, but here's sort here's sort of where I think uh, I stand now as far as who the starting players for each league should be. Of course, um, we don't vote on on pitchers, so you won't see any pitchers here on this list. Um, but here's what I got, Derek. I mean, the American League. I know for those of you uh, on audio who can't see the graphic on the screen, I'll read it out real quick. So uh, for the American League, I have Jose Abreu at first base, Jose Altuve at second base, Rafael Devers at third. Tim Anderson uh, in between there playing shortstop. My outfield is Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and Kyle Tucker. And then I have Alejandro Kirk, who's a name that I'm guessing some people are not even familiar with. That's a a good one, though. I mean, some of these guys are obviously huge names, right? But then you do see the the couple in there that have kind of uh, and, and deservedly worked their way into being part of this group, including Kirk and Rafael Devers. I mean, Devers, I think, is pretty well known at this point. Um, I mean, the third baseman for the Red Sox, who has like a nearly a 1000 OPS. So uh, he certainly has some name credibility around the game, maybe a little bit less so here in Arizona. Um, But Alejandro Kirk, I have to talk about this guy for a second. Um, If you haven't heard of Alejandro Kirk, this man is having a monstrous season uh, for Toronto. Uh, He's 5'8", 245, Derek, which I mean, we all know that catchers are not usually uh, you know, the tallest players on the field. And, and we've certainly seen that with, uh, you know, Dalton Varsho, Jose Herrera. They're not necessarily the, the tallest guys. Our short Kings. Yes, for sure. There you go. There you go. Um, but Alejandro Kirk, Derek is batting 317 this year with a 404 on base percentage and OPS over 900. Um, and of course the Toronto fan base is, is, uh, is sort of monstrous. And, uh, you know, they voted in like every single position player they had. But Alejandro Kirk <laughs> was one guy who actually deserves uh, to be squarely in this race. It's interesting. Uh, Nicholas says Ken Rosenthal um, in his article for The Athletic, I didn't see this, chose Joe Mantiply from the Diamondbacks in his article today. I'm still guessing it'll be Gallon, but Mantiply 100% deserves to be there. That's that's interesting, Derek. What do you think about base- that? If you're a baseball person, it's hard not to acknowledge what Joe Mantiply is doing, right? But the problem is, is that people in his position relievers that aren't a closer that aren't you know a superstar don't typically get the recognition to be an all-star game so I really feel like you know as far as Ken Rosenthal is concerned he's obviously a very knowledgeable source about baseball and he understands the history that Joe Mantiply is kind of making as a reliever uh and and how important that is right but uh, I understand also not getting that recognition uh, from from fans and yeah. even from MLB to potentially select him. Elizabeth wants to know, Jesse, where are the D backs on your <laughs> list? Yeah, where, unfortunately, where uh, Jesse? 
<laughs> well, I just I just did the American League. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, take a look at the National the, League then. Let's look at let's that. Let's take a look at the National League. Yeah, I guess the American League. I had Jordan Alvarez as my DH. Uh, but going over to the National League, I had Paul Goldschmidt. Of course, he's the first baseman. There's no way around that. Uh, Tommy Edmond, I have for my second baseman, which is primarily due to his monstrous defense. Um, Jazz Chisholm was a very close second for me on that, but he's currently injured and has missed about 20 games this year. Um, so they, they, they were still close though. Tommy Edmonds offensive numbers don't compare to Chisholm's, but he's uh, arguably the best defender in the national league, or at least certainly in that conversation. Uh, Manny Machado at third base, Derek, I have Trey Turner at shortstop. Uh, the outfield is Mookie Betts, Brandon Nimmo and Ian Happ. Uh, frankly, the national league is a little bit light in the outfield department. Mookie Betts is sort of far and away above everyone else there. Absolutely. Uh, but, Absolutely. uh, yeah, Nimmo and Happ have certainly had good seasons as well. Wilson Contreras is my catcher, and then Bryce Harper is my DH. And yes, it is true. No, no Diamondbacks made the cut, unfortunately. Son of a bitch. Of a yeah. bitch. Dalton Varsho um, is closer than you would maybe think he would be. Um, I think he's sixth in the National League among outfielders and wins above replacement. So he's, I mean, he's provided a lot of value just with his defensive versatility and everything. But at the end of the day, his offensive numbers have um, have, have really um, it's an unbiased. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, Jesse is an unbiased National <laughs> League reporter. Confirmed. There you go. Um, there you go. Meanwhile, I, Elizabeth says you made me sad, and that's I, how I feel. I, I, agree I do. With you make me sad. You make me sad once an episode, Jesse. But that's what you're here for. Of course, you can yeah. get Jesse's article on that All Star Game ballot breakdown and more, uh, including Christian Walker and what he had to say about participating in the Home Run Derby over at gophnx.com. If you haven't signed up to become a member already, please do so. I don't know what you're waiting for. You can get a wonderful T-shirt like this Suns Gorilla job that I'm wearing right here that also happens to be modeled off of that guy right there uh, or whatever shirt you want. We'd prefer if it was a Diamondbacks one, but we understand. We're we're, we're not going to guilt you uh, or shame you publicly, uh, though we might. I say that but then we might actually still do it. But if you get an annual membership, you get your shirt of your choosing over at the phnxlocker.com. If you choose the month-to-month option, you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. So either way, we're hooking you up uh, as a new member. And regardless of your membership status, you will get members-only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com, as well as access to our members-only Discord, which is a blast to be in during Diamondbacks games. Uh, Win or lose, uh, it's a good place for comfort after they lost. Uh, It's a place to celebrate after they win. Uh, It's a place to, you know, talk about what we're going to do on our day off when they're not playing baseball. So join us in the Discord um, and sign up to become a member. If you're watching us right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, make sure you're subscribed there and sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the content our team is putting out. There's a wonderful NHL draft party going on today, as well as all sorts of other craziness all around this network. So make sure you don't miss out on that. If you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe if you haven't done so already and leave us a five-star review. We love you for it. Uh, Jesse, we have some good news. Even though you like totally screwed us over on the All-Star game, uh, and you <laughs> because of you, no Diamondbacks are All-Stars. This is all your fault. Uh, but, but we do have a very important uh, player of, our, of, our, of the future, uh, a very important Diamondback in the organization who's taking part in the All-Star Futures game. And that is Corbin Carroll, who was named to the National League uh, all-star futures game and this is huge obviously we know how good corbin carroll is we didn't we didn't need this uh we didn't need this honor but it's great to see him being recognized for his outstanding 
work for Amarillo this year. Uh, as you can see here, of course, there are two Dodgers on there, two Cardinals, two Rockies, but at least the Diamondbacks have uh, have have one guy on there, and it's a very important piece of the Arizona Diamondbacks' future. Yeah, and I mean, I, we're just looking at the position players there too. I think if the Diamondbacks do have any other representatives, they you know they'd probably be on the pitching side, uh, which I don't believe I've I've seen any announcements about that yet. So we'll have to we'll have to see there. But uh, yeah, Corbin Carroll is. I mean, I think it's honestly kind of a no brainer that Corbin Carroll belongs um, in the futures game. I mean. He's the, he's the number three prospect in baseball, Derek. MLB Pipeline just updated their rankings. Corbin Carroll is number three on the list. He is listed at 5'10", 165, <laughs> um, which I'm guessing, I'm guessing, Cor I mean, I think that's what he was listed at like a year or two ago. I'm guessing he's probably put on a little bit of weight since then. Um, but just, just like recognize what's happening here, everyone. The Diamondbacks have an outfielder who is 5'10", 165, who is being who is on pace to hit more than 40 home runs um, over a 162 game span, just based on his current home run rate in Double A. Um, and granted, Double A is a it's a hitter friendly environment, so you have to take those numbers uh, with a grain of salt for sure. Like but about, um, you know, he's been just also, incredible. Amarillo is also a very hitter friendly environment. Not to mention the the level of competition he's playing against, right? But still. A 313, sure. 430, 643 uh, slash that OPS uh, 1.073. He has 16 home runs in 58 games, 39 RBI. And I feel like when you talk about his size, that's it's just that it's like the two don't go together. Uh, a 643 slugging percentage with someone of his size on pace, like you yeah. said, 40 home runs in 162 game season. Uh, and and he's just he's still he's still a growing boy he's not there yet right like he's gonna get bigger he's gonna get stronger I mean he's gonna get better coaching at a major league level the biggest thing that people have said about uh about him though is his his baseball IQ and just how intelligent he is when it comes to this game I'm very excited for his future with the Diamondbacks. I'm excited that the Diamondbacks have these kind of guys, him and Jordan Lawler in their system that can, that you really can get excited about, uh, especially with the way things have gone for Alec Thomas and Buddy Kennedy since being called up. These guys have proven that they can play at a major league level. And again, it's exciting to think about somebody with that potential being in the Diamondback system. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking through the list right now on MLB Pipeline of the top 100 prospects and I think I can say definitively that uh other than a couple of shortstops who are around the same in height um but um a little bit way a little bit more than he does, Corbin Carroll is basically the smallest dude on this top 100 list. And and just to think that a guy who, you know, hasn't necessarily um, you know, put on all of the weight that he's probably going to uh, between now and, and when he eventually uh, hits the major leagues. He still has a long way to go on that front. But the fact that he's already on this list and that a guy who, you know, who is as small as he is, has the potential to be, you know, a superstar in this game. There was a time in baseball where guys who were around his size would have been thought of as, you know, a slap hitting speedy center fielder who would steal a lot of bases, but wouldn't really, you know, would probably slug 400 or something. Yeah. But Corbin Carroll is is not that guy. And, and we've seen it around baseball. There's guys like Mookie Betts. There's guys like 
Jose Ramirez, who are, you know, not as big as, as a lot of the superstars in the game, but still are able to have an enormous impact. Gabriel in our comments says, we got a lot of 5'10 guys, apparently. And I, as a 5'10-ish guy, take offense to that. Um, but, you know. Are you 5'10, Derek? I feel like look, you're 5'9 on a good day. Measure me, Jesse. Something like measure that. me. Measure I will do that. I don't like I these do accusations. That. Just because you're tall and lanky, you get to decide my size. <laughs> I I don't think so. But I'm telling you, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're five ten. Like 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 Josh says, smaller strike zones. Just saying, it's true. It's zones. true. Yeah, get us in. Get try to try to throw a strike in on us is is all I'm saying. But uh, I will say that they uh, the recognition I think is important. You know, we talk often about Arizona Diamondbacks players not being recognized, whether it's in the farm system or even at a major league level. You know, we really want Christian Walker in the home run derby, and that doesn't look very likely. We get a lot of responses to stuff like that about, like, nobody outside of Arizona knows who Christian Walker is, and I get to gleefully reply with Clayton Kershaw knows who Christian Walker is, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but Carroll's numbers this season definitely validate him being one of the top prospects in Major League Baseball. This is awesome for him, and and – Again, it's just a chance for him to start, uh, I guess, for him personally to start getting in these. I mean, obviously, as a, as a top prospect his entire life, he's always been invited to like, you know, uh, futures games and things like this when when he was younger. Uh, top prospects, you know, uh, invitational things, you know, where they come out in the, the scouting combines. They do all of that for baseball. Right. So uh, Cor Corbin Carroll has been used to this, but this is a big honor, right? And again, it can kind of just show that this, uh, that, that his career is going in the right direction. It's something to get excited about. And I mean, again, it's a chance for everybody at a national level to kind of see who Corbin Carroll is and, and get excited about him as well. Uh, another odd thing when it comes to this futures game is that the D backs have a second person, at least for now that we know has been named to the all-star futures game. And that's Dan Heron who will be the National League All-Star Futures game pitching coach. Uh, and I got to ask, Jesse, is that weird? Is it weird considering Dan Heron <laughs> isn't a pitching coach in baseball for him to be named the pitching coach for a National League Futures team? I mean, he's like, so, he is not officially the pitching coach, but he's sort of close to that, right? He's like a pitching strategist uh, in the Diamondbacks yeah, organization. Right. So it's sort of along the same lines, um, but everybody loves Dan Heron from what I can tell. So I'm sure that I'm sure that those young guys, especially just given that he's a recognizable name, right? I mean, these are these are younger guys and they're going to know they're going to know who Dan Heron is because they're probably going to have watched him pitch growing up. And so I think that's going to be uh, just a blast for them to get to work with him for this game. Here's what I think. <laughs> I think that there might have been a situation where the players on the team were told, hey, did you hear our pitching coach is going to be from the Arizona Diamondbacks? And they said, Brent Strom? <laughs> and they were yeah. like, no. <laughs> no, not Brent Strom, actually. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Dan, Dan Heron, like you said, he's, he's a brilliant man. And uh, I think he... Yeah is the kind of guy that's, you know, I think the reason why the Arizona Diamondbacks have him around is because he's the kind of guy to help develop young players and especially working with Brent Strom. We've heard about Brent Strom's ability to take analytics and relate it uh, to to players and and kind of present it in a way that isn't 
I guess, so overwhelming for them information uh, as far as information they're receiving. Right. So I feel yeah. like it's a great pairing and I feel like Dan Heron um, could be great for the, uh, for the young pitchers, which could be, like you said, some Arizona diamondbacks in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to see exactly what happens there. The diamondbacks have uh, the top 100 list. I think Blake Walston is the only, the only guy who made that list, but um, there's a number of guys that feasibly could, um, who feasibly could be in the futures game. I think Brandon fought is certainly has a good case with what he's done um, at double a this year. Um, uh, Tommy. Got a lot of good. Got a lot of good yeah. Going. Yeah. Tommy Henry's had a good year in triple a. Um, there's a lot, a lot of those pitching prospects have pretty ugly numbers right now, which I think is mostly due to the, um, climates that they're pitching in, uh, like sure. Drew Jamison's numbers aren't that great. I don't think Ryan Nelson's numbers are that great, but uh, a lot of those guys Reno. are better than their, than their numbers indicate. Yeah. Reno, Reno and, and Amarillo, man. Yeah. I mean, Amarillo is in some ways, um, it's not that far off from Reno. I don't think so. Uh, they have it, they have it pretty rough there. Uh, Josh Hunt thought Dan Heron had a kid. That's something that I maybe might've thought too. Uh, and the clutch Canuck says it's nice to see walkers overall in MLB. Sh- the show be 80 plus. I did not, yeah. know that, but yeah. hey, at least if he's not getting recognition at the all-star game, he's getting recognition by the fine folks at 2k. Uh, because Hey, that's oh, it, no, it, come on, Derek. That's not 2k. I'm sorry. I, that, that's, I, I'm, did I'm you, did you play? Bigger. What's that? Did, did you play? Because there used to be an MLB 2K game oh, yeah. back oh, in yeah. the day. Yeah, yeah. I was I, I was always like there. It was almost like a Nintendo Genesis or Nintendo Sega thing where like you either went with like the EA Sports or you went with the 2K for a period of time. Right. There. And I was, right. A, I was I was a staunch 2K supporter myself, but their baseball games suck compared to MLB the show. So uh, <laughs> all, all due respect to the fine folks at Sony for that mistake, because I did not mean to be throwing you in there with the 2k people but uh <laughs> shout out to devin booker because that's what was on my mind right now devin booker the there you NBA go 2k uh was that 2k 23 cover athlete so that's incredible. did you hear that his this is very off topic for us but did you hear that devin booker's rating is like 97 i think in that game i did not i heard that michael jordan is the first 100 that they've ever okay. had yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Devin Booker fan, Derek. But 97 feel that. I mean, that's maybe watch be a bit. Playoffs. You watch those playoffs? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we might have to hop know. on the Sun Show and debate them about that because I'm sure they are all in favor of it. Uh, Clutch Canuck says MVP baseball 2005 still bad. Yes. he is not yes. wrong. He is not wrong. Isaiah Chavez says. Uh, PS uh, MLB video game for the PS3. We need to get you updated, Isaiah. Um, it's <laughs> We're two. We're two systems down the road. I I played. Uh, I played MLB Two K Six. I think on the uh, on the GameCube. That was a big. Oh. I went through a big MLB Two K Six yeah. phase on the GameCube. Yeah. I, I've oft, I've told my friends this, Jesse, but some of my favorite days uh, of my I guess uh, college days was when I uh, didn't have to go into class until very late in the afternoon, and I got to sit around both watching and playing baseball on two TVs that were set up next to each other at the same time. It was absolutely uh, heaven for me because that's, that's go. all I want to do is play baseball and watch baseball. Uh, Josh Hunt says MLB Slugfest was the greatest baseball game. Uh, and I don't know uh, if I can, I don't know if I can disagree with that or I never, board, I never played who, who made, yeah. who made that game? Who was that by? I want to say if, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't, wasn't MLB Slugfest like one of those like NBA jam type games i think josh might uh, okay. have to 
uh, might, might have to let me know on that one, but it was by midway. Yep. See, so yeah, it was one of those like way over the top kind of games, like, uh, like NBA jam, but a lot of fun to play. I, I, I like some of those games for baseball games that aren't as serious. This MLB, the show shit has gotten so close to being a simulation that at times yeah. it can take the fun out of playing a video game and, you know, escaping, uh, our, at least our lives of watching the diamondbacks, you know, struggle and okay that, but we that's what i do we we still haven't mentioned the best baseball video game of all time ken which, griffey no Super no nintendo no, no. Un- undoubtedly yours? undoubtedly it is none other than mario superstar baseball there is no greater no greater baseball game that has ever i want to argue with you but console. i can't because it's no a you great can't game. you're right it's an absolutely <laughs> outstanding game and i can't argue with it but uh baseball games are fun by the way speaking of fun of course today is the day you guys if you are a coyotes fan you should already be getting ready to go down to the four peaks eighth street pub to join uh half of our coyotes crew who will be there live for their draft day live party the other half will be in montreal uh bringing you all sorts of great coverage directly from the draft but uh right now Get down to the Four Peaks after you're done watching this, of course. Hang around with us. But at 4 p.m. today, yeah. uh, the Four Peaks 8th Street Pub is the place to be with the PHNX Coyotes crew. Uh, head down there for laughs, good times, brews, all of that. Uh, watch the guys do their thing live. And most importantly, enjoy Four Peaks Brewing Company's uh, wonderful variety of beers. Uh, I was drinking a whole lot of uh, uh, Rattle on Red Ale last night. So if you're a Diamondbacks fan, check that out. Uh, no matter what you like, IPAs, uh, wheat beers, it doesn't matter. Four Peaks has a variety for you. If you can't make it down to the draft party today at 4 p.m. at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub, stop by your local convenience store, supermarket, wherever you buy your beer, grab yourself some Four Peaks and tune in on the on the YouTube channel here. You can watch it wherever you're at and you can feel like you're part of, of the party with Four Peaks Brewing Company. Must be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. Also, in regards to our sponsors, after you're done at the draft party, stop by your local dispensary on the way home. Grab yourself some OG's Brands gummies. They are the best in the Valley. Actually, they are the number one uh, selling gummy in all of the Valley, edible in all of the Valley. Uh, and OG's just launched, of course, their pina colada flavor that we were there at the uh, pool party. I'm still recovering from weeks later. Uh, it's a perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend that you can get. They have a wide variety of flavors. They're all delicious. It doesn't matter which one you get. Uh, their entire uh, focus at OG's Brands is bringing you a delicious tasting gummy. And you can get that in whatever flavor you want. Orange creamsicle. They have like a fruit. Uh, it's a, it's a fruit punch kind of flavor. There's all sorts of great stuff. So check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands on both of those. Uh, you can find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. And yes, they've come in a variety of doses, three milligram microdose, 10 milligram regular dose. They even have bigger doses, 250 milligram, not in one bite. Uh, that's just the milligram of the package, 500 milligrams, whatever you need. OG's brands has it. And they have a variety of strains that you can pick from sativa indica, wherever you get uh, your local edibles and marijuana goods. So check out OG's brands on their website and on Instagram. Um, let's see. Gabriel in the comments says, I tried the peach four peaks beer on recommendation from back and I needed more so badly. Uh, <laughs> I have to finish the 24 pack of Michelob in my fridge first. No, you don't. Just throw that away. Yeah, just just, just 
yeah. <laughs> we, we don't we don't need it there's but. a very easy solution for that problem it's not, it's not hard it's not hard i will say though that again i hate peach flavored stuff i really do it's like one of my least favorite flavors and that peach four peaks beer is incredible that golden ale it's a banger uh make sure to try that out wherever you get your four peaks brewing company beers at and if you're at chase field no better place than their draft room uh, i think it's in right field up at the club level uh elevator takes you directly there and as i found out uh, bobcats are not allowed in the draft room so uh, make sure to leave your bobcats at home along with your backpacks and your other things that you can't bring in chase field um but speaking of chase field there is going to be a whole lot of fun uh, next spring training season. And it's not going to be spring training games held at Chase Field, Jesse. Phoenix continues to be baseball nirvana as Chase Field will host the first round of Pool C for the World Baseball Classic in 2023. And this is very exciting, Jesse. Uh, taking a look at these teams in Pool C. Uh, the playing here will be USA, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and a qualifying team as well so we will have that next march from march 11th through march 15th. wow this is just this is a whole lot of fun if you're a baseball fan this is incredible i was i mean looking at some of these locations that they chose it's a bit surprising that they picked phoenix arizona a bit of an honor uh that yeah they selected us to be a part of this uh format it actually makes a little bit of sense due to the weather and how nice it is here they can have chase field all open all the panels and roofs open and everything like that during that time of the year. But uh, yeah, another feather in our cap as far as Arizona being baseball Nirvana, Jesse. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not a coincidence that they picked both Arizona and Miami, Florida, <laughs> right? I mean, the, sure. the connections with spring training in March are, are certainly pretty clear there, but, um, but yeah, I mean, this is huge. I want to say the diamondbacks had the world baseball classic in 2013. If I'm not mistaken, there was some, some part of it hosted at chase field then as well. Um, so this is, this is such an honor, you know, and, and I mean, Arizona, like you've said, is, is baseball Nirvana, uh, year round really, but especially in the month of March, I mean, with, you know, half of the league, uh, here doing, you know, doing their practices and, you know, having in, in many cases, having practices open to the public where people can come out and watch and get close to some of their favorite players. And, you know, not to mention all, all the games that happen as well after those things are over. So uh, March is an incredible time for baseball in the Valley and uh, getting the World Baseball Classic is just going to make it that much better. March is an incredible time for Phoenix for sports. We have so yeah. much great stuff that happens that month. The weather is beautiful. I've often said March is the trap month for for visitors, for people vacationing here, because you come here for something, uh, you know, like golf, or you come here for, you know, for instance, the uh, you know world uh, the spring training. You see how nice the weather is. You think to yourself, I don't want to go back to where it's snowing where I'm from. And then we got you, we got you, because then right go. around the corner is June, and you'll realize the terrible terrible mistake you made staying here but it's fine because we like visitors we like people staying here uh and i think it's uh it's going to be an incredible month but i guess i have to ask you you bring up florida you bring up arizona spring training is obviously happening there is this i mean is this to be close to where the players are in spring training or is this like i mean i feel like you could spread it out a little bit more and have these events take place at a different city just to not have so much baseball action condensed in in two areas, Florida and Arizona, but is the proximity to spring training part of this decision? 
I think it I think it could be. I mean, obviously it will draw it will draw in a lot of the same people that spring training will draw in. So there's sort point. of like a, if you're a if you're a fan that traveled to Arizona to watch spring training, yeah. you're gonna go to this. Right. So that's that's my guess is I mean that those are kind of the two biggest hubs for baseball uh that time of year. And it really is gonna be a crazy time in, in Arizona. I mean, the Super Bowl is in Glendale uh next year, I believe. And then yeah. um so I, there's just a lot of stuff that's happening um, here in the Valley. And I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be great for business. We've talked, I mean, I know you wrote earlier about the impact of, of what's happened in baseball over the last few years on some of the local businesses and whatnot. And uh, this, this should be helpful uh, for some of those businesses to, um, you know, regain maybe whatever they've lost over these last few years. I'm, I still find some of the information I got back in regards to that shocking because with the drop off, the attrition of, you know, attendance uh, in every ballpark we looked at analytically, it's still from from a business perspective, they still didn't see this huge impact. In fact, a couple of businesses I spoke to all said that they 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 had more business than they they had pre pandemic. Like it was like. People were it's making really an weird. extra effort <laughs> to go out, right? They did say a lot of the business, though, was from local, you know, local residents, right? People that live here that sure. maybe, maybe you know, being around spring training or having that luxury of spring training being here, maybe they don't go out as often, but because we were all kind of stuck in our houses for two years, people couldn't wait to get back out and, you know, enjoy spring. So uh, it, it's nice to see, uh, hopefully that, keeps up right hopefully we get that next year but we can also bring back the tourists and uh out of town visitors that can that can help really make march that big economic boom for some of these businesses around these spring training stadiums some of them are fine right you're not gonna have a problem with businesses near scottsdale stadium where you know the giants oh, yeah. play and such right but maryvale surprise you know some of these areas they they just don't they just don't get that influx of people coming out and spending money at restaurants and hotels and, and other local businesses the same way when spring training isn't, you know, has been impacted like it's been for three years can consistently now. So next year we'll be, we'll, we'll get back to some normal normalcy, you know, we'll get back to like life being where, where we should be. And it'll be interesting to see just if that, uh, that economic boom we're talking about grows even, even bigger. It, spring training is such a big contributing factor to Arizona state GDP. So uh, yeah, it's important. And I think that this world baseball classic is just going to add to that appeal. Like you said, if you're maybe on the fence about coming here for spring training, that might be the thing that pushes you over the yeah. edge and you can go see that as well. Can you, can you put the graphic up one more time? I want to take a look at, at Absolutely can do that. So it's, oh, that's, it's the, that's the wrong one, Jesse. We want this. One. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So, it, okay. So it's, it's the USA, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and then qualifier team number three. So there will be another team in there as well. I guess Correct. there's another, there's going to be four, four, four qualifying teams for the, the four different pools. So yeah, there'll, there'll sure. be another team added to that. I think it's kind of cool though, because between, uh, you know, the I, I like the North American connection in this pool. I like the fact that we're going to get to see players from Canada and Mexico, which are already such a big part of, you know, MLB baseball, as well as obviously Colombia and all all Latin American uh, Hispanic speaking countries, obviously, uh, you know, contribute to this uh, to baseball more than more than other, you know, areas. Right. But it's just a really great 
it's a really great fun event and again the world baseball classic really took off when you know i don't even know if baseball was when it was in the olympics was very popular and i don't know is it still in the olympics did they remove it um because i know this world baseball classic was part of that right part of uh them uh, of it no longer being part of the olympics right I'll, I'll be honest. I, I am not that familiar with the state of baseball in the Olympics. Um, the World Baseball Classic has always been the big world event. I'm not right. really aware of of there being uh, much in, in regard to the Olympics uh, for baseball, but um, I definitely could be wrong on that. The United States won the Classic last in 2017. So, hey, go USA. Let's see what they can make happen. If they're, uh, I, I don't know ab- about uh, some of the other teams, but I definitely know that the United States uh, should have a solid baseball team when it comes to this, right? It, it's it, it's weird because baseball is an American sport, or at least we consider it to be that, but I can't help but think about Joe Mantiply's answer when it came to what's more American, apple pie or baseball. And uh, <laughs> he said, Baseball's played all over the world, but he's never seen apple pie anywhere else. So, hey, uh, I like that answer. Maybe uh, maybe <laughs> baseball isn't as um, solely American as, as we claim it to be. Uh, Gabriel says, I went to the Mexico uh, versus Canada game at Chase last time. The stadium was quite full. It was half of each country in attendance, which I wouldn't have expected. No kidding. No kidding. Mm. I mean, I would definitely... Cool. I, I, I would definitely be surprised about that myself, but uh, I can't wait yeah. to bet on the World Baseball Classic, Jesse, on the DraftKings Sportsbook. I know it's going to be on there. I, 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 I need it to be on there, and it's just going <laughs> to add to the fun of the whole World Baseball Classic. So make sure you sign up, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use our code of PHNX. As a new customer, you make your first deposit, and you will get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Uh, go go the whole $1,000. I mean, what, we're... We're playing for keeps is what we're playing for. So bet up to $1,000. If your bet doesn't land, you get that back uh, in a risk-free bet. That's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Uh, See show notes for details. Uh, Jesse, I I won't lie. Sometimes I go on to the DraftKings Sportsbook, and when it comes to baseball, I just kind of find teams to pick on a little bit. Baseball is such a finicky game that sometimes you can't really know, like, the underdogs. You know, like football, sometimes you kind of know who sucks in football, and you know – you know, like who you can kind of uh, bet against. It's like what I said about the Coyotes. The Coyotes who are having their draft party today, they were they were they were a winner by being losers, is what I say. Uh, they were big winners for me at least by being losers. Uh, today I have a seven pick parlay in the San Francisco Giants at the San Diego Padres game. The reason why, Jesse, I just watch this Giants team play the Arizona Diamondbacks, and my confidence level in them is very low. So you take away from that. <laughs> what you what you will but uh yeah i do have a have a seven leg parlay going and remember if you go to the sports book right now they actually have a risk-free bet uh up to ten dollars for a single game parlay for mlb so hey there's a fun way to the to make a bet like that seven eight ten legs however many you want that way if you don't hit it you get that that bet back in a risk-free bet over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. uh that's all i got jesse Looking forward to seeing the Arizona Diamondbacks start the series today against Colorado Rockies. Uh, the schedule looking forward. Uh, again, we've talked about this. We got uh, a lot, a whole lot of the NL West still coming up. And I don't know. I feel a little bit more confident after watching them win that series against the Giants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is going to be, uh, like we've said, there's a whole lot of games against the division here. 
Um, every game the Diamondbacks play is against the division between now and the all-star break. So, um, you know, there's some, so, some room to gain, gain ground on some of these teams. The Rockies, of course, the Diamondbacks are trying to um, gain even more ground than they already have. They're up two games right now. The Giants, as we said, aren't playing that well. Even the Padres, who they'll, uh, who they'll get the uh, next weekend, the Padres have not been playing particularly well lately either. So there's, there's really some opportunity here. There really is. So keep your eyes on that. We will be on the Twitter account. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, guys, we thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate uh, you in the comments. We appreciate you joining us live. We hope you guys are enjoying the earlier time. Uh, please leave it, drop us a message in the Discord and let us know your thoughts. We are always up for hearing about what you guys want us to do uh, clutch connect says how about the d-backs being closer to the wild card than the angels in the al that's a there you go that's pretty crazy that's beautiful. Yeah. we're gonna leave it on that we're gonna end on a high note so we thank you again guys so much for joining us on behalf of jesse and myself we appreciate your time in the middle of the day thanks for having lunch with us and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you live in baseball Nerd. Oh.